I was just saying. I don't care about your opinion. I just well, I'll think... tell you what I think. What's that you say? Would you just listen? I don't think so. Remember, ladies, one must not get one's knickers in a twist. I just... Please listen. I'm trying to help you. Listen. I don't think so. Excuse me. Well, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Hey. Hey. Listen. Shut up and listen. Hi guys, welcome to a, another episode of Shut Up and Listen with me, Heather Matarazzo. Um, I hope you are all enjoying your Saturday. I'm sorry that this episode is a few days late. Um, the truth of the matter is I just, I, I needed some time, you know, so unless you are living under a rock, but even then I feel that the news of this week could penetrate a rock. Um, we all know that <clears throat> Harvey Weinstein has been outed um, for what he is, which is a sexual predator. Um, though I have not had any specific dealings with Harvey Weinstein in that way. I mean, I knew about his behavior from the time I was 15. Um, I'd done three films that Harvey produced. Um, All I Want to Do, and then Studio 54, and then um, Scream 3. (sighs) But, you know, it's, it's really made me think about my own personal experience of being in this business um, for going on almost 30 years, you know, and I, I reached out to a woman in the industry last night, um, somebody who I really love and I really respect, and I had asked her about somebody that we both knew and um, asked if she had had any similar experiences that um, I had, and she hadn't. But it felt um, good to know that I, I could even reach out and ask, that I, I had been afforded the privilege and the opportunity to um, be able to have her contact information. Um, and, you know, there, there is something to be said where, um, I'm, I'm grateful that I, I even took the action. (sighs) I'm tired. I'm this, this week has really been exhausting. Um, and you know, I, I, I was reflecting last night and just thinking that especially between Twitter, um, and really just Twitter, um, I don't do the Facebook really, um, getting to see so many women that I know, women that I respect, um, share their stories, you know, and, getting to hold space for them and getting to hold space for their truth. I get to see that my truth 
um, wears a little thin, meaning that I, I haven't, um, allowed myself to hold space for, for my own truth and, and experience because I've been really focused on everyone else's, um, with little bits of my truth and my memories, uh, coming into focus this past week. And, and the truth is, is that, you know, as you guys know, um, I've been doing some work, especially this past year regards to, um, dealing with my own trauma as a result of being violated sexually, um, which I feel like to a certain degree is such a misnomer, um, because sex to me, um, and violence, they just, they don't go together, obviously. Um, and that violence, um, perpetrated against another, another being, um, that is labeled sex that just, uh, <sighs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a hard week and, and I, I said that I was going to do this, which is why I'm going to do this. Um, because I am a woman of my word and I said that I was going to have this podcast come out. And so that's what I'm doing. So, you know, and I didn't even read, uh, my Bialik's, uh, piece from the New York times. I saw a couple of the quotes and I, I gathered that the gist of what she was saying is that, um, if you dress conservatively, you won't get raped. And I can tell you from experience, um, that that's not the case. And also with that too, you know, I could be wearing a skin tight dress, full on cleavage with my ass hanging out. And that still does not give the right, um, for anyone to touch me in any way, um, that I do not consent to, you know, um, we, we always make excuses for the perpetrator and, um, we always vilify the victim and the problem isn't women getting drunk or getting raped or women wearing provocative clothing and getting raped. It's the fact that people rape. That is the problem. That is the problem. And with that too, you know, um, it really, this, this past week has, has really made me think about instances in my life, um, personally and professionally, and I feel professionally even more so where, um, 
you know, especially when I was a teen in certain instances being like, when are you turning 18? Then you can be my girlfriend being kissed on the lips, being like hugged just a little too long, especially when I was trying to get out of it. Um, you know, those moments that back then, um, made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. However, there's this conditioning that I feel a lot of women, um, experience, you know, and, and I can only speak to mine, but that I'm not supposed to make a big deal out of it. Um, that is actually a good thing because it means that they like you. Um, you don't cause waves and that I need to stop being so sensitive. And what's the big deal? It's not like they're, you know, raping me in the bathroom. But the truth is, is that, um, anytime someone feels uncomfortable and that goes for like men or women, but I mean, that's another discussion, but you know, anytime, um, a person feels comfortable, uncomfortable, sorry. Anytime a person feels uncomfortable when they're being touched in a certain way where comments are being made, you know, um, you have a right to set that boundary and, and yes, you know, um, in the professional context when, especially you're in this industry and you're dealing with people that are more powerful than you, um, in addition to being raised the way that I feel, um, a lot of women, historically have been raised, you know, I'm going to be 35 in November. Um, and being a girl in the eighties and nineties, I, I feel, um, we were definitely given a different rule book. We definitely weren't, I, I wasn't taught that my body was mine and in, in any way, single shape or form, you know, um, I really was there that, uh, another person's pleasure was more important than uh, my comfortability. That my feelings always came second. And the gaslighting can be so subtle. The gaslighting can be so subtle that you really start to question what makes you feel comfortable or uncomfortable and you start to attempt to silence that uncomfortable feeling and you feel, and I, I see that I'm even disassociating from my sentence. Um, you know, so I'm going to take a second and, and get really clear in my experience <clears throat> in those moments that I have felt uncomfortable, like I said, um, before I, I really, um, gaslit self where I, I didn't even speak out about it. I, I had, um, one instance when I was young where I 
had attempted to get out of an embrace and just instinctively it, it felt so uncomfortable. Um, and I, I ended up getting, um, punished for it and, and yelled at and yet another seed was planted that I'm not allowed that I'm not allowed to fight. I'm not allowed to separate myself. I'm not allowed to claim my own body. I'm not allowed to claim my voice. I'm not allowed to claim my autonomy. It was uh, just a continually reinforced that I was not mine. Um, And then... And that, and that I feel, you know, um, there's been so much talk this week about power and, um, what that looks like. And, and the truth is, is power is power is power is power, you know, um, I don't care what field you're in. I don't care how old you are. And, um, I definitely was conditioned to believe that I did not have any power and that if I even acknowledged that I had some power, I was continually reminded that someone else always had more power. And when you are relying on those powers that be in order to be able to pay your bills, you know, keep a roof over your head being able to keep food on the table, there is a a sacrifice that, that you make. There are, there are, um, the line of what's acceptable continually gets moved. At least it was for me for quite some time in, in regards to, Well, I, I can't afford to say anything (laughs) literally and figuratively. I cannot afford to say anything. And so I really do applaud those women, those, I think it's up to 30 now that have been coming forward and have been naming names and calling a thing, a thing, you know, I love that Janice Joplin quote that freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. And freedom, when you have that feeling of nothing left to lose, and I've had that feeling, especially this past year, um, to those that are in quote unquote power, that's their kryptonite. That's their kryptonite because, oh man. If, if they feel that they have nothing left to lose, they're just going to go all out. And that's then where the, the gaslighting comes in, (laughs) you know? Um, and, and luckily there are enough, I mean, luckily and unluckily, but that there are enough women out there, especially, and some men, I really, really do applaud Terry Coles, um, who spoke up and out. And, and I hope that 
more men do the same. And side note, you know, nobody asked Terry Coles why he waited so long. You know, there's, there's such a double standard when it comes to men speaking out versus when women speak out. And also I, I really want to say, um, like a thank you to, to people like Scott Derrickson, um, and Seth Rogen who, you know, I know that Scott just had, um, an all female crew, I think for Snowpiercer, which is great, you know, um, and I had written a long thread this past week, um, regarding, you know, why women don't speak out sooner and saying that, you know, we need to know that like we're safe enough to do so, you know, um, the women that still have things to lose, you know, um, that are, are still in fear, you know, sometimes you really do need that, that cushion of knowing that you have that allyship, you have those individuals that are willing to, that have more power than you in, in one degree or another, you know, nothing is ever black and white. We, we all live in the fucking gray. Um, or as sometimes I like to think we all live in the fucking technicolor depending on whether I am having a fear-based day or a love-based day or a fear-based moment or a love-based moment, regardless, you know, um, getting to know that a woman could then go to Scott Derrickson and say, I just spoke out. I feel like I'm being blacklisted. Will you help me? Will you hire me in front of the camera or behind the camera? You know, same goes with Seth Rogen, you know, um, who said that he, he would be willing to do that. And, and Keith Calder, um, who I, I'm just getting to know who said that he would do that as well. You know, there you have three powerful men that are in positions of power within this industry, um, who are saying that they are going to hold open the door for women and, um, provide opportunities for them to continue with their career. And that's an incredible, incredible thing. Um, and I haven't had that experience personally with any of those men, but the fact that, um, Keith, um, and I shared a direct message as well as Seth and I and, and Scott and I, that they were willing to take the time. They were willing to take the time to answer they were willing to take the time to message with me personally, um, says a bit, says a bit. And also, you know, I, I recognize that, <clears throat> you know, those are, those are baby step actions on, on their part. And I look forward to getting to see in the coming months, um, directly and indirectly, you know, um, that, that their actions are, are going to continue and that it's not just talk in a moment because of the latest scandal regarding a Hollywood mogul. Um, so, 
so really with that, you know, I'm, I'm gonna keep this, uh, a little, a little bit short, um, you know, to all those women again, that, that came out publicly, I, I applaud you and I see you and I, I have such love for you and I have such respect for you. Um, you know, to those that have been the victim of, of similar experiences by, by others within this industry that haven't, um, come out publicly. I, I get that. And I understand that because to a certain degree, I'm, I'm in a similar boat, you know, um, it's uh, when you become so used to a line being crossed, you no longer think that a line is being crossed. Like you're conditioned to believe that there is no more line. And um, I'm, I'm grateful to be... Uh, <laughs> relining, realigning. I'm relining self, um, <clears throat> with much, much stronger lines. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I, I, I get to have that opportunity. Um, <sighs> yeah. And, and, and I would also say, you know, um, to those of you that, that have had a similar experience to me this week in regards to holding space for others and, and feeling overwhelmed and, and feeling sad and, and what's the point. Um, I can tell you that I am going to be practicing self care for the next little bit. Um, you know, and, and limiting my, my social media, uh, to one degree, or another. And, and my fear with that is always, you know, um, I don't want it to, I, I don't want to put my head in the sand and, and that's really not it. You know, it's, it's really about getting to practice that self care and knowing exactly what I need. Um, just like when <clears throat> your phone is going to die and, and you need a recharge. I, I need an emotional and spiritual recharge. Um, so I can come back that much stronger. Um, and, 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 and hold that much more space and, and move forward. You know, I, um, have been rereading parts of the alchemist when, you know, Paulo Coelho is talking about, um, personal legend, you know, in the pyramids and, and, um, listening to one's heart and, um, <clears throat> I've been listening to my heart this past week and my heart is, is super sad. It's devastated. My heart is absolutely devastated. <sighs> so, <clears throat> I feel like I need to, uh, really, truly experience some grief. You know, it's, um, I've said this before, 
<laughs> um, you know, but, uh, I'm sorry. I actually, I, <clears throat> I, I, I lost my train of thought. Like sometimes a moment is, is, is such a moment that, uh, everything else just escapes your consciousness. Um, <clears throat> There's a lot of grief that I have and, um, oh, that's what I was going to say about, you know, I never really understood the word triggering. I, I never really got it. Um, and especially this past year, I, I'm, I'm getting to have a, a new understanding and experience with that word and, and therefore then like a new compassion for those that I see that, you know, especially friends of mine who are on Twitter that, that talk about, you know, trigger warnings or how they've been triggered. And, um, I definitely account myself in that category. And with that said, getting to look at and recognize that the triggers that I'm experiencing are really just incredible opportunities for me to grow. They're reminders that I've still got work to do that. I, I still have, um, healing to experience. I still have, um, things within my life that are necessary for me to look at. And, you know, I've been so focused on looking at one particular area of my life that obviously morphs into everything else. However, I feel like within this past week, it's expanded my purview into um, <clears throat> that I I didn't just have a, a single perpetrator. I had a experience that quote unquote started everything. That that it's like domino effect, right? How um, when one thing is going to affect the other, you know, it's going to affect the rest there. There's no, um, <clears throat> there's no real true compartmentalization, you know, um, unless then there's fractured self, which I, I definitely have experienced in my life, but you know, the, the realigning um, means, you know, I'm getting to realign and remember, um, I'm getting to remember more and, and it's painful. Um, But I, you know, I get to have a choice, right? I, I get to either stay small, I get to choose to ignore it, and I get to say, nope, see you later, bye, all's good. But that, nope, <clears throat> no. I I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that. You know, um, I refuse to not grow. I refuse to stay small. 
I, I refuse to, um, live a muted life. And so no matter how deep the pain goes, no matter how deep the grief, I, I've gotten to have enough experience, especially within this past year of, um, the deeper the grief in one way or another, the, the deeper the joy, you know, and also for me to a certain degree, the, the deeper the grief, the deeper the love. And I obviously, not obviously, cause you guys don't know, but I, I, I think of my dog, Henry, um, like my love for him is endless, which means that my, my grief will always be there. It doesn't mean that it's not going to get quieter, you know? Um, <clears throat> and, and all that good stuff. Like I was originally going to say, be manageable, <clears throat> you know? Um, but fuck managing feelings, you know, be, trying to manage feelings is like trying to control feelings, you know, which means that I don't fucking know. I just don't fucking, I just don't give a fuck anymore. Um, you know, it's, I guess like I'll end saying this, you know, um, I've been in terror of the unknown my whole entire life with good reason. And, um, and in those moments that I've been in my knowing, you know, it's, um, the response has always, always been, you're wrong, you're wrong again, gaslighting, et cetera. We, we've all, we've all experienced it, you know, um, but I'm getting to recognize that, um, I'm getting to trust my knowing and I'm, I'm protecting my knowing and I'm, I'm keeping it safe, you know, um, especially in those moments where I, I don't, I don't feel that powerful. Um, I feel like what I'm saying is making sense, you know, so I'm, I'm getting to be, in a new space with the unknown because in order to experience one, you've got to experience the other. And, um, and being okay with the fact that I don't always know, like I don't know, you know, um, but I do know this, like Oprah's what I know for sure which I'm like, holy cow, mind is being blown right now, having my own aha moment. What I know for sure in the realm of the unknown. Um, I know that I'm a lot more powerful 
than um, I think I am. I know that the basis of that power is love. And I don't mean hippy-dippy love. I mean fierce, protective, maternal, nurturing love. I mean mama bear with her cubs love. Love. Like love is an incredibly powerful force. Um, and that all really does stem from love of self. And the only way that I've been given the opportunity to truly get to discover and experience what love of self looks like and feels like and is and getting to fully embrace it is um, in two parts. And, and the biggest part being getting to see the truth about the lies that I've not only told myself, um, <clears throat> but have been told to me those seeds that were planted <clears throat> and getting to love those parts of myself that I had previously considered to be unlovable. You know, there are moments that I'm an asshole. There are moments that I'm a cunt. There are moments that I'm in the wrong. I used to say, I am wrong. I no longer say that I am in the wrong in a moment, you know, um, and yeah, just getting to have, just getting to have love and getting to have compassion. And with that too, you know, the second part getting to be, getting to have individuals in, in one's life. And, and I count myself to be very, very fortunate, um, and filled with an incredible amount of gratitude, especially for my partner and, and really the, the very close tight knit circle of, of women and, and some men, but really there's like the women in my life that, um, get to be mirrors and, and reflections for me that, that get to see me in my power and <clears throat> hold space for it and applaud it, that get to remind me of who I am, who, um, are, I just had an image of like those carbon monoxide detectors, you know, that are able to, you know, uh, alert you to when you have a gas leak, you know, um, <laughs> that I have no gas lighters in my life, um, which I'm grateful for, you know? Um, so I, I, I feel really nurtured and I feel really safe and I feel really protected. And, um, I, I am grateful that I, I, I get to be that for others. And that's the only way I'm, I'm able to be that for others, you know, um, is that others are that for me and we are that for each other. So 
um, we'll, we'll have, hopefully I swear to fucking God, my guests have been canceling left and right. Um, because all of the guests that I, I've been booking are very, very busy individuals, um, (laughs) which is a beautiful, great thing. Um, you know, and this obviously I, I feel was, was meant to happen, you know, um, everything, everything is exactly as it should be, um, at least for me right now. But anyway, with that, um, we will be back to regularly scheduled programming, um, on Thursday. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. You know, I, I, I love my, my listeners. I, I love my Twitter followers. I special shout out to my fucking Patreons. You know, my Patreons really are, are what allow me to, um, have this podcast and do this podcast, you know, and, and as I've said recently that there are a lot of changes that are going to be going on to, um, my Patreon within like the next little bit, probably within like the next month. And, um, you know, yeah, like it's, it's, um, there's, there's, uh, there's no podcast without my patrons and, and without my supporters and, and also, um, allowing like the, the birth of, of our production company to start, which is again, something like when your plate is so full, there's, it's coming. Everything is, everything is coming and in development and, and happening. And, um, I'm grateful and I'm, I'm excited. And again, like I love you guys so fucking much and seriously, um, any ideas that you have, any thoughts that you have, I really would love to hear from you. So send an email to S U A L W H M at Gmail. That's the shut up and listen, um, email address. S U A L W H M at gmail.com. Um, any ideas that you guys have for guests, any, um, thing you would like to hear more of, um, suggestions that you have. I'm, I'm totally, totally open. And if you haven't done so already, please, please, please take just two minutes out of, out of your day to rate and review and subscribe um, on iTunes, you know, I, I know there's that thought somebody else will do it like blah, 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 blah. Somebody else will do it. And I'm here to tell you, nope. Like if not you, then who? Um, so please do it. Um, and yeah. And also like, if you just want to share what your experience is, um, you know, l- listening to certain episodes, I, I do get a lot of DMS via Twitter and, um, I read them all and, and I respond to most, you know, I, I do my best. Um, and sometimes they're like a month or two or three months behind, but you know, um, the responses do come. So again, thank you so much. I love you guys so much. Um, I'm sending you all such a big, massive hug, and 
I hope you have a beautiful rest of your weekend. You know, take a bubble bath. Take a bubble bath. Take a bubble bath. You know, go for a walk. Do what feels good for you. Um, and as you know, one of my my spiritual teachers, heroes, um, a man that really just changed everything for me said, um, you want to know the greatest secret in the universe? The truth always feels good. Um, so take some time this weekend to get to know what your truth is and, um, bask in the bath of feeling some goodness. Bye.